Imagine a high school student. She believes everything her dad tells her. She doesn't question her friends when they make sweeping assumptions about groups of people. In fact, she sees no problems with anything. She spends her free time performing in and obsessing over musicals and singing in choir. Her grades are her number one priority and she hopes to go to a school close to home with division one sports. She doesn't know what a Jesuit is or the impact of a Jesuit education. She's very content in her suburban nuclear family bumble. Daughter? Well, then you have a pretty good grasp on 17-year-old Miss McLean. Thankfully, my world did open up beyond my hometown of Braintree, Massachusetts, when I made the choice to attend Boston College. When I truly care about something, I put everything I have into it, almost obsessively. Hence the musical obsession that resulted in my high school superlative of best performer. At BC, this quickly became social justice. My love for reading and learning took off and I greedily consumed all the knowledge I could on white privilege, class, racial justice, fem feminism, gender studies, really anything that impacted a person's ability to live in an, equi an equitable experience. I looked at every sociology class or psychology class as a fun activity. I joined an anti-racist leadership council, educating the BC community about race, class, and privilege. The Women's Center became a second home where I coordinated with the Black Student Forum and Asian Caucus to create events highlighting intersectionality. I ended up graduating with a major of Applied Psychology and Human Development with a concentration in social change, as well as two minors of special education and gender studies. I knew, or at least I thought I knew, a lot about how the world worked and how it could change to be more equitable, inclusive, and just. The problem was, I did not know how I was supposed to apply all the knowledge I had gathered to this concept of the real world. While most of my friends started senior year with a job offer at large financial institutions, I floated through the year lost and confused. How, it, how was I supposed to do justice in my career beyond college? BC had made it so easy. There were student organizations I could join, as well as classes that allowed me to critically think. That didn't seem to exist beyond the perimeter of my campus. I could go to graduate school and continue to educate myself, but I didn't want to spend money or time doing something I wasn't convinced was right for me. I started to apply into jobs in the nonprofit sector, working in human resources, but an internship quickly proved that wasn't for me. I then came across Yap Catholic High School, a Jesuit high school on a tiny island in the Federated States of Micronesia. If, if you are wondering where that is, Yap is an hour for Guam. If you don't know where Guam is, I can't help you. My time in Micronesia challenged me to bring my knowledge into practice, but it was more difficult than I had imagined. I thought I had this justice thing figured out. I was going to go to Yap and impart my wisdom onto them. I walked on that tiny island with a white savior complex, but it did not last long. I soon learned that communities and people in reality are a lot more complicated and nuanced than the academia bubble presents. The people of Yap suffered greatly from environmental racism as their tower patches were flooded by rising tides and waters overfished by American and Chinese boats. They experienced poverty as the minimum wage was less than $2 an hour, but food often costs more than it does on the mainland 
due to transportation fees. At the same time, the treatment of women and the violence they experience on a daily, daily basis was, and probably still is, terrifying. In a thousand-year-long caste system, similar to the caste system in India, created opportunity for discrimination. While the island was 8,000 people, the majority of my 120 students came from the highest caste. It was, all, it was, in all honesty, a confusing time for me. As a 22-year-old with no prior high school teaching experience, I often questioned what I was accomplishing there. I was a volunteer living in community with others, collecting a stipend of $125 per month, but was I really preparing students for college? No, I can definitively say that I was not. In fact, some of my students were only two years younger than me. I started to feel uncomfortable when I was constantly being thanked by families and random people on the island. I liked my life in Yap. I enjoyed living in a village. I had a dog, Fiona, and a cat, Shrek. Three days a week, I participated in, in a traditional canoeing group that allowed me out on the water. I made loads of friends through the Peace Corps volunteers and locals who taught me about their unique and fascinating culture. I loved it so much, I chose to stay a second year, but I did not have to. I started my time in Yap, thinking I was coming to save the day, but really the people of Yap were teaching me. When I was on Yap, I realized that being part of committed to doing justice is recognizing when you are not. I chose to become a school counselor during my time in Micronesia. What I lacked in teaching geometry, I made up, with, I made up for with offering my students something they de desperately needed, a non-judgmental ear. Yap Catholic High School did not have school counselors or a guidance suite. There were no mental health professionals on this island. And while I did not have the skills and tools I have now, my psychology degree and my openness to others allowed me to give support to my students during their challenging times. This became my way of being committed to doing justice on Yap. I did not have control over the caste system or the environmental racism. But I did know I could make my students feel seen and heard because by me, they truly were. Being committed to doing, to doing justice is a challenge. It takes making active choices every day. I thought that by educating myself or being aware was enough, but I have realized that it isn't. Let's take a moment to think about this phrase, committed to doing justice. I believe that the action word of doing is not there by coincidence. Being knowledgeable is important. I won't discount that but what you do with the information is your commitment. I have made mistakes. I have been quick to judge. I have said the wrong things and I've used the work of being committed to doing justice for my own benefit. Even with these small failures, one that have damaged my ego or made me defensive in the past, I keep going. But I learn from one situation where my privilege has oppressed or hurt others is how not to repeat it again. It's not always easy. It can be difficult to be the lone person in a conversation speaking what you know to be true. It can often feel like one is screaming into a void, asking to be seen, asking for others around you to be seen, but it is the most important work of our lifetime. There are days I feel hopeless, and on those days I turn to the people around me who I know have the same commitment I do. There is just justice and equity to be found in every inch of our society including our community at Loyola. The work is not done and it never is. Thank you.